touchdown passes last year. This one's knocked up. Powers tips it to himself, and he'll score. Snaps it anyway. Greer lobs it in the air. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen Watts Jackson, and he scores on the last play this year. Here's a blast, and Plumnik didn't see it coming. He got blasted by Kalen Deloach, who has the ball and is heading toward the end zone. What is going on, guys? We are back. It is week eight preview mm-hmm. on this fine, fine Thursday afternoon here. Yes. In October. <laughs> in a sunny October here in Gainesville, Florida. I don't know how it is up there, man, but down here it's nice and cool. It's like 88 and sunny here. So oh, what dude? It's like 75 here, man. It was a little cool this morning, but yeah, not bad. It's been a little bad down in the 60s, 70s this week, mm-hmm. though. But very felt nice great. all week. It felt week. great. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, we are back here for like I just said, week eight preview, episode mm-hmm. 43. And uh, got a great, great selection of games we're going to talk about today. Yep. But as always, before we start any podcast, make sure you guys are sub- watching on YouTube, listening yes. on Spotify, and most importantly, mm-hmm. subscribing. The yes. viewership the last couple episodes has been great, but I have been on on the investigation prowl. I've pulled out my micros, my magnifying glass. I've been looking, looking, guys. Watch time from subscribers. 89% of you from the last episode are not subscribed and watching. You guys are not subscribed, but you're still watching, which is great, but just subscribe. Yeah, just press that subscribe button. I mean, we only got 10% of subscribers that are watching. Let's That 89, we need that on the subscribe side. Mm-hmm. So that makes it 100%. It is good okay. to see the likes were up, though, too. I saw we're at five likes this last one. That's pretty good. I like that. Yes. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. huge, big... Great spike in numbers for the recap. Yeah. Um, a couple episodes ago, we hit a record number mm-hmm. at 82, which is awesome. But remember, listen, I mean, even in that one, guys, we, uh, the, it was, again, not a lot of viewers, but a lot of them not subscribed. Mm-hmm. I mean, on this one, we had 84% of the people not subscribed that watched. Yeah. Just subscribe. It's free. You just hit that big red button, subscribe, put a thumbs up next to it, and do the same thing on Spotify. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so absolutely. After, yeah, exactly. So now we got that out of the way. Let's get into some games. We will start off in the Big Ten. I think we can agree, unless, well, Dylan might not agree, but this is the game of the week. Yeah. It is a top ten matchup between Ohio State and Penn State. It is uh, what a lot are calling like the beginning of the round robin between mm-hmm. Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Yeah. As they will all play each other. But the first one on tap is the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. Excuse me. Uh, this one is in Columbus. It's big noon's kickoff. Big noon kickoff. But you have college game day there. Mm-hmm. Big noon kicks there. Once upon a Saturday tour. Shout out Josh Pate again. Is there. Everyone's there. Yeah, this huge Big Ten matchup again. This is going to have a lot of, lot of, of not only in the Big Ten, but as well as the big playoff, big picture, the playoff. Dylan, initial thoughts, looking at this one. Um, I think this is going to be a fantastic game. My initial thoughts are uh, Drew Aller, quarterback for Penn State, no interceptions this season. I think that changes this game. Okay. I mean, that's my first thought looking at it right away. I think that. This game to me, this is gonna sound a little crazy. Is gonna decide second place in the East. It's because you think you think Michigan will win end up winning the division. Yeah, I think Michigan's still the top dog right now, mm-hmm. but um, I really like what Penn State has done. Yes, they've done a very good job playing defense. Mm-hmm. They haven't had to do a whole lot. They're one of the. Uh, one team that does not throw the ball down the field. Yes. Like 20-plus yards down the field. They're one of the t- 
teams with the fewest yard, uh, fewest plays with that kind of yardage. Mm-hmm. But they really haven't. They haven't needed to. They play really solid defense. They run the ball good enough, and they mm-hmm. ask Drew Aller to do what he's needed to do, and that's yeah. just and that's it. Don't turn the football over. Yeah, and, and he's done that for them. He's been really, really good for them so far. Yes, um, as well. If you look flip side to Ohio State, mm-hmm. they both they also come in six and zero with a huge win already on the road at yeah. Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. They've already showed that they can play a game where they can win on defense if the offense isn't there. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking at the two quarterbacks, Dylan, just who do you kind of favor more with Aller or uh, McCord? So I, this is a hard one actually for me. I don't know how you feel about this one, but Kyle McCord has shown significant problems at times. He struggled quite a bit at times this season. I mean, obviously I think his best game of the season so far was the Notre Dame game, which was their best defense they've played. Mm-hmm. Just you know, he showed up as hard as you know, as good as possible, especially that you know, last half with the you know the drive to win the game. But I kind of like Drew Aller in this game. More. Okay, yeah. I mean, obviously they don't rely on him as much to you know because they got great weapons everywhere. But I think his ability, his ability to not turn the ball over, yeah, and the fact that Penn State has played good teams this year. They played West Virginia. They've you know. I mean, they destroyed the probably the best defense in the Big Ten in Iowa. Yeah, I mean, they completely they took him to the you know back shed. So I I really think I really do think Drew Aller is going to have a fantastic game. That that's going to be um a very good thing for Penn State fans because mm-hmm. Ohio State is uh, fourth in the country in passing yards allowed on defense. Yeah, so they don't give up a lot of passing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, vice versa, Penn State, like we said, does not throw the ball uh, at the rate as some of these other big time teams are. So they're ranked seventy yeah. ninth in the country, mm-hmm. but, but they are really good at it. again. Six, they're sixteenth in the country in rushing yards a lot. Are rushing yards per game? Yes. Ohio State is up there too in run defense at twenty third. Mm-hmm. I really think though it's going to come down to the run game, but as well as which defense is going to be able to make the most stops. We yes. saw last year how it was JT Tomalau, if I said that name right, mm-hmm. how he just completely took over that game when it looked like Penn State was had a little bit of uh, you know breathing room. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was able to come in and just wreck it. Yeah. And now this year, is, it, is he going to be able to do the same thing? Or maybe it's... Penn State gonna flip it and do something for, on their own. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. No, I know. I get exactly what you're saying. Uh, you know, Penn State's defense only allows about 72 yards a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Penn oh. State's defense has looked better than Ohio State's defense. Oh year. yeah, I would. Yeah. Go ahead, you can finish what you're saying. I was just gonna say is that Penn State's defense, for lack of a better word, especially the past five weeks since the West Virginia game. Has been, I mean, the best way to describe it is dominant. I mean, mm-hmm. they shut out Iowa. They shut out UMass. They put they won sixty three to nothing against UMass, which I know the original the first comment's gonna be, well, it's UMass, but being able to shut them out and blow them out in the same like that's tough. And they did right. it. I mean, <laughs> they made it look easy. I think um, all, you know, we're talking about defense. Mm-hmm. I think the a big stat here that I just completely glossed over. Uh, Penn State is first in the country in sacks defensively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get after you, and we've yeah. seen that. Again, they relied on their defense, mm-hmm. and they will get after you. Yeah, Ohio State is 105th in the country mm-hmm. in getting pressure and sacks. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. I think that speaks more than anything to, in my opinion, the best defensive coordinator in America, Manny Diaz. Yeah, I mean, he's – He's definitely up there. He's always been that defensive guy. I, I think he's a bad, uh, you know, head coach in charge of everything kind of guy. But when you let him take control of the defense, I mean, look what he's done. Penn State's defense was, you know, good a couple of years ago, but now it's like, it's I think elite. ever since that Penn State, really, I saw started noticing the Penn State like defense, just how swarming it can be. Mm-hmm. Was the Rose Bowl last year when they just yeah. kind of took over that game? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you're going to be able to do that this week against a, 
Ohio State with all their weapons. Yeah. Are they going to be able to maybe slow it down some, play it how they want to play it? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to play possession by possession. I think that could easily happen in this game. As crazy as that sounds, because I think Ohio State has a fantastic off. I mean, at least their passing offense is incredible. Neither I mean, team. They, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I know. I was just going to say is that, you know, Ohio State, especially ever since Ryan Day took over, has been defined by their passing game more than anything. They throw the yeah. ball on everybody. But I think if there's any team they play that could, you know, what's the right word? Michigan them, right? Yeah. Just make them look normal bring them back down to reality. It's this Penn state team that feels almost, especially on defense designed to be an Ohio state esque team. I mean, you know if, I mean? And if you yeah. think about it, Penn state has been almost prepping for this one. You know, they've probably been prepping it since the off season. Yeah. Off season. But um, if you look at it, they, they played UMass last week mm-hmm. and then they had a bye week. So you pretty much gave yourself almost two to three weeks. Yeah. So you had your bye week, prep week to Ohio State. UMass, you know they really weren't looking at UMass. Yeah, and that's for Ohio State. And now you get this week. Do you have three weeks to prepare for this team plus whatever you did in the offseason? Yeah. I I could see a very possession by possession, not a lot of points being scored. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before the show about, you know, look-ahead spots. Like, you know, we were saying with Florida and Charlotte there, that game. UMass was easily a look-ahead spot for Penn State. Yeah, and they may may have even looked ahead, not even focused that much on uh, UMass, and they still won sixty three to nothing. Like this team is they, committed. Uh, this team is committed to James Franklin. I I mean I have Penn State in my final four for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think they're the best team in the uh, the Big Ten this year. I just need to see them play Michigan first because well they get Michigan, Michigan at home too. Yeah, I think they have. A, they'll probably get. They'll probably do a whiteout game. No, that's gonna be the new. It's a new kickoff. That's that is why I hate the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> the kickoffs for top. They already did the whiteout game. It might be like the stripeout game. They're gonna have three. They're they're gonna have three top ten matchups at noon well, this year. Man. I was saying that the other day. I said it's so just criminal esque that they have Fox's primetime game is a noon kick. Who just makes like, these decisions? Fox. And what what bothers me even more is that. In these areas, this game is at 11 o'clock. Yeah. And a lot of 11 a.m. It's like, what? Yeah. I mean, they've had, they had the USC Colorado game. It was a 9 9 or 10 a.m. kick. Yeah. That was, yeah. Come on. But like I said, low scoring game, I I believe both teams don't score. Yeah. Ranked, if you're looking at just ranked wise, Mm -hmm. Penn State's 130th in the country in points per game. Ohio State offensively is 112th in points per game. Like they're not scoring a whole lot of points. Yeah, but they're sure, surely able to. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're Ohio State, you're gonna want to try to try to get the big plays, get the crowd, keep them in it. Yeah. If you're Penn State, you're gonna want to take it possession by possession, I believe, and try mm-hmm. to run the ball and limit the big plays. I think Marvin Harrison's got to have a big game. Yeah, he hasn't for, had yeah. that kind of breakout game yet, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he had one earlier this year, but it was against not anything no no team that was special. Yeah. I mean, pull up and I mean he didn't do anything really against Notre Dame. They ran the ball well there. Mm-hmm. If they're able to they need uh I'll be interested to see how Kyle McCord does against that Penn State uh pass rush because he's gonna have to take take some hits. And uh I think that also if you're looking at Ohio State's offense, just for the perspective of sacks and stuff, they can't fall behind the chains. You know, third and longs are are going to make the difference, I believe. Yeah. Because if you're falling behind third down and long, whereas, you know, third and nine plus, whereas you could be third and five, third and four, that's mm-hmm. going to be a big difference. Because now if you're Penn State, you're either pinning your ears back, just pass rushing, or you, now you got to think. So, uh. Any other uh, talks about it before we make a prediction? I'm ready to make my prediction. I don't know about you. Awesome. Uh, my prediction will be Penn State wins a very close one right now. Let me double check the line. I think the it's line, four. Four and a half. Yeah. Over under is 45 and a half. So expect a low scoring game is what yeah, I'm, I, I Yeah. I'm going to say Penn State wins low scoring 
but to get it done, I'm going to go and say 20, 20 to 2017. I think it's okay. a okay. Hold on. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair. I would say that's a, that's a similar score to I had. What was your over under again? What was that? It's 45 and a half. 45 and a half. So, oh, I had Penn State winning at the end of the game on a field goal, 24 21. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. Still, it would be the under. Still, It'd be but... the under, but still, I, I thought it was yeah. 44 and a half. But yeah. All right. So those are our picks for the Ohio State Penn State. Expect mm-hmm. a really good game. It really could go either way. Yeah, I think so too. I would not be surprised if Ohio State wins, but I just think Penn State right now is the better team. Mm-hmm. I like them more off, I think, overall. And I'm yeah. still thinking that run game can wake up at any point with those backs they have. So, mm-hmm. yes. I agree with you there. Got the Nittany Lions. All right. Moving on now. Yep. We have. The third Saturday in October game, everyone knows it down here in the South mm-hmm. and everywhere else you should. It's Alabama, Tennessee. This year, it's in Tuscaloosa. Remember last year, Tennessee won for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And, you know, you saw the scene. They pulled the field goal post down, mm-hmm. you know, yep. brought through it in the river. <laughs> but now it shifts mm-hmm. to Tuscaloosa. Yes. Two totally different teams than what you had last year. Mm-hmm. You know, last year's top final was 52 49. There ain't a chance where that no. remotely hits no. near that. Yeah. This year, two totally different teams with offenses that seem to struggle a bit and defenses that are very are pretty solid. So yep. Uh my first my first thought is the is it's going to be the Alabama run D against Tennessee's run rushing offense. Yeah. Because Tennessee goes to the run game. And if they were to able to do like what they did to Texas A&M mm-hmm. and Texas A&M is a pretty solid run D and they ran for 230 yards against that run D. Mm-hmm. If they're able to do that against Bama, that is going to be big. Bama typically doesn't, hasn't given up a whole lot of rushing yards at this point. Yeah. But if you're able to run the ball, milk clock, set up play action, and get, you know, score, execute in the red zone, they're mm-hmm. going to be in good hands. Yeah. They didn't do that last week. They they turned the ball over. They uh, went for it on – they didn't get it on fourth down a couple times. Luckily, they had a great kickoff or a punt return that scored them a touchdown, bailed them out a little bit. Yeah. I expect a low-scoring game here again. Me These too. are going to be two no, defenses. I have a really low-scoring game too. And I saw a stat the other day. I don't remember off the top of my head of like the entry, like the exact number, but Bama is one of the or Jalen Milrose interceptions or something mm-hmm. or passing yards. One of the other. It was interceptions. He. He throws some of the higher rated interceptions within like a 20 yard throw, then he's up there one of the top QBs that does that. Yeah. Whereas like down the field shots, he's not because you know you just toss it out of bounds. And if Tennessee's able to turn him over, get pressure on him, they rank they're a top five team in sacks. Mm-hmm. Jalen Miller will get sacked more than any other quarterback, I think, in the SEC. Yeah. At least. But I think you're right there too. Uh, look, right. this is just going to be a defensive slugfest. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to. That's all I can think right now. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I think it's going to be a pretty low scoring game. I mean, I think Alabama favored by eight is crazy to me. That's one of the lowest. I think it's the lowest um, spread total in a game in Tuscaloosa under Saban against Tennessee. Yeah, but I still think that's too high. I don't know how you feel. Eight over yeah, I mean, under 48. I mean, see, you could. I mean, I think last year was around this number in Knoxville. Yeah. But, I mean, two different teams. That's I mean, a, last year, I don't think we were – I think we were really still high on Bama. I mean, after they beat – I was on Tennessee. I, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, there was still a lot of thought about Alabama being, um, like, elite last elite. year. Before they lost this game, and then what other game did they lose last year? All I know is Bama ranks 129th in the country in sacks allowed, and mm. Tennessee's fourth in the country. 
And like I just said a little bit ago, like if they're going to get pressure, they're going to pin their ears back and get home like they did last yeah. week against Max Johnson, like they did all year. The only team they haven't did, they couldn't do it against was Florida, which is crazy. But that's because Florida was able to run the ball effectively and yeah. get great get Mertz out, get him on the move, which mm-hmm. might actually something Bama might be able to look at because Miller is someone that they're able you can move him around. Yeah. Will he have time to do it? That's gonna be I one mean, we'll thing. We'll see. That again that's though about, I do think Florida has a lot better of an offensive line, which does help. It's all yeah, I mean it also helps that they were able to run the ball because mm-hmm. again, you're able to balance it out. Because if Tennessee is able to hold them on the rush in the run game, yeah, they will. They're going to get after Milrow. Yep. Yeah, but I, yeah. I I think Bama can, if Bama can, um, <clears throat> excuse me, take advantage. Not even take advantage. I think they're going to be able to get some deep shots. I think you can kind of look at, you know, the A and M game where. Kind of similar feel where te- Tennessee, really good pass rush. Mm-hmm. Secondary's okay. But if the Tennessee's pass rush can't hold up or can't get home and Milro has enough time, he expect them to maybe take some deep shots down the field and connect. They've yeah. had better success doing that than Tennessee has. I mean, I mean Mil- yeah, that's, yeah. Mil- that's, is Tennessee's had some problems just – it's not even just Jalen Milrow. It's that he's got some of the worst drops I've ever seen by wide receivers in my life. Who, Milrow or Milton? Um, Milrow. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Milton. Sorry, yeah, that's, my, that's yeah. me. I mean, last week alone, there was a bunch of drops that could have yeah. altered that game. But I see both quarterbacks, though. Both quarterbacks have wide receivers that have butterfingers on their hands, man. They just also accuracy issues, though. Yeah, yeah, no, both, yeah. I think both quarterbacks are rather similar in that area where it's just crazy both that a little turnover prone. They're both, you know, not the most accurate guys, and they both have wide receivers that for some reason decide to not catch anything whenever they get the easiest shots. <laughs> right? Uh, it's just crazy because Tennessee ranks 88th in the country in passing yards, and I know they were up there in like the top three to five yeah. last year. Just how much like a quarterback and a couple of receivers mm-hmm. just can completely change an offensive mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's, I that, that, that's why I like Josh Heupel, though. There's yeah. not a lot of coaches who'd be willing to do that. Can he sustain sustain success with it? I mean, we'll see. But I think this year's a rebuilding year for him too. Now we can't say rebuilding year when they're five and one. Yeah, we can. No, we can't. You know, 2013 was a rebuilding year for the Knowles. So we no, know. it wasn't. It was, though. I mean, on paper, if you look at those numbers, man, come on. Oh, well, come on. Freshman quarterback. But stop it. You're, you are. <laughs> you're really freshman quarterback. He was you're a freshman. Right. Come on. Uh, no, I don't right want to hear it. But as far as, like, you know, if you're looking at, like, the outlook – about if Tennessee wins, Tennessee would go to three and one in conference play. Yep. They need Florida to lose again. So they would love if Florida lost this next week. Yeah, I was gonna say so they can hope Ten- that Georgia does what Georgia does. Yes. But listen, if Bama wins, you know, you move mm-hmm. to five and zero in conference play. As they, Rocky, win, I mean, they they stay a game up on LSU. Yeah. Which is big because then it really sets up that LSU matchup. Because, I mean, the second they play LSU, that will clinch the West for them. If they continue to win in conference. No, I think after that LSU game, they don't play another SEC team but Auburn, so they would have. But, I mean, also, I mean, it wouldn't be – it's not the end of the world if Bama lost Mm -hmm. because it's a a conference game, but it's it's not a division game. So you're not losing a tiebreaker. Yeah. Like a head-to-head tiebreaker at least. No, yeah, you're not losing a head-to-head, but if you lose again to LSU, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I we'll see how that one is. That's because LSU years. would have a tiebreaker over you. Yeah. That's only if LSU wins out though. Yeah. But I think they, LSU has the easiest remaining schedule of those teams. They do. Or, they actually, have Ole Miss might. Ole Miss might. No, I think it's LSU. I mean, yeah. I mean because LSU LSU will play um but 
I don't know who they play this week, but they'll play A and M. They have Army this week. Yeah, they got Army. Then they'll play um what Mississippi State. No, they already played Mississippi State. Oh, they'll play Florida. They play Florida down the road, yeah. Yeah, right. and then they'll play. They'll finish the season with A and M, which is the dumbest rivalry ever. I don't even want to get started on that. <laughs> That's not a rivalry. Those no. are just two schools that are kind of close. Uh, so do you think that? I mean, eight and a half is the number right now. Yeah. Do you think Bama's? I feel like part of me thinks Bama's going to be able to put this one away. Not I don't. put it away. I think. I, I just, think it remains close till the end, man. I could see a spot where Bama wins by like two, like a 10, 10 to thirteen points. It's maybe like I mean, a late game score, but yeah. I think they're able to possibly cover that number, just because they're at home this year. It's different than being on the road. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I just think. Do you trust Milton that, enough on the road? Okay, uh, I mean, uh, Joe Milton. Yeah, I just I don't know if they're gonna. I feel like. Going on how if they play similar to how they played A and M, which is where you know you just slug it out, right? Yeah, I think they could win this game. Legitimately, I think they could go to Tuscaloosa and win this. I game. think they need to get a defensive or special teams touchdown to really Maybe. I mean, help win. But I don't think that's that crazy to ask. I think they're going to have to force turnovers on Milton. Mm-hmm. I think points again are going to be at a premium in this game as well. Yeah. Over under is forty eight and a half. I see the under hitting. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm all. I love the under this week. Yeah, I'm that going one. under. Mm-hmm. And I, but I just think Bama's going to be able to win. I just don't trust Mil- Milton enough. Yeah. I think that if Bama's run D can limit Tennessee on the run rushing yeah. game a little bit, then I think I would. I gotta lean Bama. Mm-hmm. I've seen Milrow be able to, you know, win win a game more than I have with Milton yet so far. Yeah. I mean, I watched. I just the lack of downfield. Tennessee ranks is second to last, I believe, in the SEC and explosive plays of like twenty plus yards or more. Mm-hmm. And Bama is one of the highest teams in that category, mainly because their offense is kind of just struggle with the run, then hit a deep shot and hold on on defense. Yeah. But I mean, it, right now it's working. And if one team's hitting deep shots and the other one's not, I'm going to take the team that's hitting the deep shots. Okay. Personally. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I get you. I, I'm, I mean, are you ready to make your predictions? I am. Yeah. Okay. You want to go first? Yeah. I'm going to go Bama. I'm going to say low scoring again. I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. 27 to 17. Okay. So I'm going to go a little bit different to you. I went uh, Alabama 20 to 17. Let's see. What did you say? Bama what? 20, Tennessee 17. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a really close one. Actually, you know what? See, now I'm thinking about it. Nah, 27 is too big of a number. I was thinking that because that would be 54. Yeah. We're going to take – we're going to change it. We're going to go 23 to 14. Ooh. Bama wins. Mm -hmm. Trying to stay under the – there we go. 23-14, Bama wins. It's an ugly game. Yeah. Gross, but Bama gets the win. All right, moving on. Yes. And we'll let – we're gonna let Dylan have some fun here. Okay, okay. Even though we are non-biased, we are we respect all teams. Mm-hmm. Dylan has some, you know, he does go to Florida State. If anybody wants to know, and so Dylan is a null. Yeah, and so Dylan likes wants to talk about Florida State, and he finally gets a game where they get to talk about him. Oh yeah, it's, been, get, it's dude, been not it's been not great since Clemson. We've just been like quiet. So I'll set I, the we, stage for you, and I'll yeah. let you go. Okay. So, okay. So, Dylan wanted this to be college game day. He wasn't ever going to get it. Anyway, Duke comes in. Mm-hmm. One loss, Duke. Still down Riley Leonard. Yep. It is the ABC primetime game. Kirk Herbstreet will be there calling the game. Love Kirk Herbstreet. Line is 14 and a half for FSU. They come in 6-0. and oh. They are ranked, what are they, fourth in the country. Yep. Florida State fans keep crying every day that they won't change. You're not moving. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you don't play anybody. Thanks. Okay. 
Well, okay. We're well, behind Michigan. Who did they play? But Michigan's already no, been up no. There. Come on, come on. Would you? I would rank Michigan if I if those two teams played on the neutral site right now. I would Michigan's favored. Yeah, okay. by at least a touchdown. No. Oh, a hundred percent. They're favored by four and a half. Bull cow, bull crap, bull cow. That's a new one. Write that one down for me. Bull cow. There is no way. No, it's at least six and a half. They would run the ball all over you. That's our best part of our defense. Well, you thought. Anyway, uh, so mm-hmm. off topic there. Duke yeah. five and one. FSU six and zero. Oh, over under minus fourteen and a half. Mm-hmm. The Knowles get their big night game at home. Yep. And I really think this is going to be able to. If Florida State beats Duke, just give my early input here. Mm-hmm. Florida State's able to hope beat Duke, and I expect that they do. Just the, the lack of quarterback play. Yeah. I think Duke has a really good defense, rock solid defense, like mm-hmm. one of the better in the t- country. Yeah. Very good defensively. I'm looking at real quick stat. Mm-hmm. I mean, second in red zone efficiency, so they don't give up points a lot. Eighth in the yeah. passing yards allowed. Mm-hmm. Big padlock stat right there. FSU loves to throw the ball. Duke plays the pass very well. I mean, FSU runs the ball a lot too. They're running the they ball do, 177 yards a game. I'm talking about though, like uh, expo- as far as like the explosive plays, right? Explosive plays, the mm-hmm. weapons you have on the outside with Coleman, Bell, yep. and Wilson. Mm-hmm. Duke is able to play, ma- like is able to match up well against guys like that. I think. Yeah, They're, you I know, think, as yeah. far as like playing against the pass, mm-hmm. I think Benson's gonna have to have a big game. Yeah. Because you're not going to be if you, if you're a, if Florida State goes one sided, that's the only way they're going to keep Duke in it mm-hmm. for me. Jordan Travis will play his game. He's going to have a good game. He just can't turn the ball over. Yeah, I expect him. Which has know, been he's been really good at this year. If you're Duke, you're gonna have to create turnovers. They rank yeah. 54th in the country in turnovers. Mm-hmm. FSU unfortunately doesn't turn the ball over a lot. They rank second in the country and offensively on not turning the ball over. Yeah, they have one interception. I think. They only have, I think they have one interception and one fumble that and was turned over. The I think they collect it back. There's right a bunch. I mean, there's a bunch of just good on good because mm-hmm. offensively, FSU is one of the better in the country. Yeah, very like very good in the country. Mm-hmm. Defensively, Duke really good in yep. the country. I mean, looking. I'm just looking right here. Uh, Duke is second in the country in red zone efficiency. Mm-hmm. FSU seven. Yeah. FSU 10th of the country in yards per play. Duke is 15th. Good on good. Mm-hmm. But I think FSU is able to just overwhelm that defense, tire them down in a sense, fatigue them. Yeah. Defense can only hold up for so long. Duke's going to need some sort of big play, a lot of big plays. Turnovers is what's going to get them to win. Yeah. Just don't see it. I'll let you. All right. Go ahead. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. So I think the biggest thing in this game is I think – especially since Riley Leonard is, they said he's a game time decision, which I don't know how you feel the way it's looked like to me. It feels more like they're just trying to get FSU to not, you know, get FSU to think they, I mean, they might game plan. I, I mean, I mean, if you're Duke, I mean, you gotta, I mean, if he's he ready to practicing, I mean, if he, I mean, there's plenty of yeah. players all the time that don't practice all week just cause, but they're, they'll play on Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're Duke, why not? I mean, this you have to win this game. Yeah. Well, I just up. think you know you don't want to re-injure the guy. Yeah, but you also can't fall behind and lose. Well, actually, to be fair, they haven't lost a conference game yet. Yeah, they're fine. They but lose they, this game and then they, they beat need... North Carolina. They're but fine. why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I get what you're saying. But if he's ready, you're ready. If he's ready, but from what it looks like, he might be just like a couple days behind. So I I do think he probably does not play from what mm-hmm. I've seen so far. Game time decision. It's there's a 50 50 chance he plays, but it looks like it's leaning towards not playing. Yeah. So I think that if you're FSU, you're, unless they have some crazy backup we didn't know about. Yeah. I don't think Duke's offense is going to be able to do a lot. And therefore, I think that's going to crush, like, it's going to hurt Duke's defense because FSU is going to get the ball a lot. They're going to get a lot of time of possession. And they're gonna pretty much wear out that Duke defense. Now, do you worry at all mm-hmm. as far as FSU maybe playing down to your opponent? Because we've seen that at times this year. You know, I I thought about that. We saw but... it. I mean, just the I'm thinking about like 
inferior team like Boston College. Yeah. Or Clemson. So, so here's the thing. Both of those were road games. But it's Boston College. Yeah, but Boston 25, College. You're a 25 and a half point favorite. It was a road game. It was a red bandana game. Never. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Red bandana. But other than that. I mean, that one, that one, it was just, that's a, that's a straight up trap game right there. Same with the Pittsburgh game later this season. Yeah. That's a trap game that they need to focus on. This game reminds me of like, not saying that they're on the same level as Virginia Tech or Syracuse, but that the team is ready for this kind of game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seven thirty. It's going to be a sold out Garnet crowd. Oh yeah. Duke has no offense, but Duke has a smaller football fan base there. There's not going to be that many Duke fans there. <laughs> it's how I see that. Um, you know, the offense and the defense have looked fantastic the last two weeks they've played. Uh-huh. They've gotten a lot of practice. They've got a lot of reps against teams that, you know, aren't great. Let's be honest here. Virginia Tech and Syracuse <laughs> aren't great teams. So they've had time to work on new plays, work and see what works, what doesn't. You know, that game against Virginia Tech, um, Trey Benson had two 60-yard runs. Like, they're seeing what works and what doesn't. I think this game specifically, they know what they're going to do, and they're just going to come out and kill Duke, personally. That's what I think is going to happen, is that they're going to win. They're going to continue their 30-point per game. They're going to set that ACC record. Oh, yeah? Setting a record today? Or uh, Saturday? Not this game, but it's like if they win two more ACC games by averaging 30 points a game, right? Every single game, they put up 30. Mm-hmm. They've done that since last year, since the Clemson game last year. Yeah, every single game they've played, they've put up thirty points a game. So, I think we're uh, ready for picks. Yes. All right. So, I'm gonna take FSU. I think that they're not gonna be able to just do whatever they want on offense. I think mm-hmm. Duke's defense is very good. Yeah. But I'm gonna take the Knowles to win. Twenty twenty-seven to twenty to set twenty-seven to ten. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I do think I just because of the way Florida State's been like they're I'm not saying they're chasing records, but they want this 30 points per game thing. Yeah. They would <laughs> they would pass the ball. I just think quarter. Duke's <laughs> defense is gonna be able to keep it in check enough. Yeah. Where before Florida State starts to pull ahead, and then that's why I'm, I I'm I you know I, I'm going Florida State thirty three Duke fourteen. Okay, I think I think Duke gets the ball to start the game, and I think they go down and score right away. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see some random guy post on Twitter, stop the count, stop um, the count, and you know, and then Florida State's gonna just take over from there. I just don't. I think the biggest problem with Duke is not having Riley Leonard is going to make their offense suffer. Especially against a team like Florida State that has guys on defense that can put up a ton of pressure on the quarterback. They've had some bad moments, but they've got guys in the secondary who were preseason All-Americans. You know what I mean? Like Ventral Cypress and Akeem Dent. they got guys who can do some damage on defense. And I just think that this game is going to be too much for Duke not having Riley Leonard and that Florida State's just going to be able to... I think Florida State probably has a defensive touchdown in this game. I wouldn't be shocked to how uh, sloppy sometimes that Duke def- our offense will get, especially yeah. last week. They didn't. I think they only threw the ball like four times. Oh, I'm pulling up the numbers for that one because they, yeah, yeah, they threw Good. the ball twelve times, four oh, completions, four completions. There it was. Yeah, still won though by like yeah. Three no, I mean here's the thing: is they won that game primarily on their defense and running the ball, and it's hard to run the ball in Florida State's uh, uh, defense. Mm-hmm. That's one of the one things that their defense has been pretty solid with is they don't give up a ton of rushing yards, mm-hmm. but their pa- their passing defense has had some bad moments. All right, moving on though. Yep. Miami Clemson mm-hmm. brief, but you know, it's a big enough uh, game. I think we got to talk about it's on the ACC network. Yep. This is honestly a game where, you have two teams that one of them is going to have to have their third loss before Halloween. Yeah. And, you know, Miami, you know, you you went, you beat A&M earlier this year, and now you're you're like, okay, here we go, here we go. And then you lost to Georgia Tech. Yep. And then you just lost to North Carolina. So now you're here. 
you're at home. You have Clemson coming in off the bye. Yep. Clemson already has two losses, too, against Duke and Florida State. Both teams are not in contention anymore for the ACC title game. Yep. You know, this is strictly a uh, – not playing for pride, but, you know, you're – you're trying. You have re. You have different goals now. The rest of the year. Yeah. And for Miami, you know they haven't beaten Clemson at home since 1956. Mm-hmm. It's the last time Miami beat Clemson at home, and uh, that's a long time. Yeah. Long time. Long, long time. That's, that's been. A, it's been a minute. Right. <laughs> uh, I'd say an hour or so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little longer than that. <laughs> Biggest thing for me. Miami is turn is just turns the ball over all just like snap your fingers they yeah they turn Six the ball over a lot from Tyler Van Dyke they have our hundred and third in turnover margin hundred and sixteenth in turnover turnovers per game offensively and they rank hundred and twenty third in penalties mm-hmm. so they're not disciplined and they're turning the ball over but they I mean they have a good enough quarterback and offense to you know, stay in games. I mean, they rank seventh in the country in yards per play, 13th in points per game. They are 14th in passing yards, 28th in rushing, 22nd in sacks allowed, so they don't give up a lot of sacks. Yeah. Clemson, vice versa, defensively gives up hundred and is a or gives up a bunch of points, 107th in points mm-hmm. a game. They do play the run and the pass pretty solidly, 14th yeah. in passing, ninth in rushing yards. Allowed. I just think if Miami does, if they just play a clean game, I mm-hmm. would, I would, I have more confidence in Miami than I do Clemson. I just, you know, one team can score and the other one struggles to score. Yeah. And Miami plays all right defense. I mean, nothing crazy, but they, uh, I mean, they're 10th yeah. in rushing yards and Clemson likes to run the ball. So I, I mean to be fair though, what yeah. you know what North Carolina did last week on the ground. That's what I mean. But you know, yeah. North Carolina, outside of North Carolina, not a lot of teams have been able to have that success. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, I'll get I'll get into my opinion right away on this. I do think Clemson is a better team. Okay. I just think Clemson has a better defense. I know Miami's numbers look good on paper, but you know. They game against UNC almost exposed every problem they have. They, you know, yeah, they have a turnover problem on offense. They have weird problems on defense where there's guys and <laughs> there's guys in the secondary who don't stick to their mans for some yeah. reason. I, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> and you know, their their front seven's good, but at times they get, they get if they if they play a better offensive line, they're not going to be able to keep up with them. So, I do think that obviously, yeah, Clemson's offense is mediocre at best. Yeah, and that was just so wild. Mm-hmm. Just how, like, you know, there's a bunch of expectations there. They bring in Garrett Riley. Yeah, we saw what he did at ECU last year, and now he comes mm-hmm. in, and it's like, what? What uh, is it more like Dabo interfering with it, or is it just not? But like, is his scheming just not fitting? I think I think it's a mix of both, but I do think that Clemson. I, I you know I'll just say it up. Say I think Clemson wins this game purely on the back of their defense. Okay. Because I mean they've got a great secondary. Like that's been one of their big features this year. I mean they're only giving up 175 passing yards a game. And yeah. Of ACC teams, they've probably played one of the tougher ACC schedules. Hmm. You know, what I mean, they've played. They played Duke. They played Florida State. You know, and they're they, you know they they held Florida State in check till the end of the game. Really, they did. Florida they State controlled. Able... I mean, some people are arguing yeah. that. I mean, you could argue Clemson outplayed Florida State. It was a yeah, couple tough breaks mm-hmm. and coaching decisions that killed them. That they ruined the game for Clemson. Yeah. But I, you know, I just think I think Clemson. You know, they're gonna get they're gonna get it together this week for this game. You know what I mean? They had the bye week. Mm-hmm. They've had time to prepare for this game. Miami's reeling off back to back losses where they got embarrassed in both in different uh-huh. ways. Yep. It just it, it, to me, this game feels like the perfect Clemson um, revives their season and they win ten games. 
I I just I I think Miami is the better team here. I like okay. them at this spot okay. at home. I think it was just a tough. You go from Georgia Tech after what happened there. You had mm-hmm. now and then you got to go play North Carolina. It's like okay, but now you come back home. Yeah, I think they could just you hit the reset button when has happened the last two weeks, and you just say okay, listen, new slate. We are we just got to play a clean game, limit the turnovers, protect the football. If you're Tyler Van Dyke, mm-hmm. and just go out and play our game. I remember they were winning at halftime against North Carolina. I know what happened in yeah. the second half, but they they are able to compete with any team. Mm-hmm. So I think that they are going to win. I think they're going to be able to obviously cover because they're a, they're an underdog in this. But I think that they're going to win. I'm going to say the score is a a lot of these are more just the lower end. I mean, I could see yeah. a. I mean, Miami. I think thirty to. I'm gonna take Miami thirty to twenty three. See, I just, I just think personally that this is Clemson's spot to just win. This, this is the kind of games that Clemson. You know, we both talk about. We go, okay, you know, maybe these teams are a little evenly matched, but then Clemson just like they win, yeah. and they look kind of like they not embarrassed, but like that they were just better the whole time. You know what I mean? I mean, this is there's not going to be a lot of people there. I'm looking at tickets right now. I mean, on ESPN, you can get a ticket for seventeen dollars. There's no, there's not going to be anybody at this game. It's an eight p.m. game that's going to look empty. I mean, just think this was this was probably when we went from potential primetime ABC yep. to ACC network. I mean, this game. I mean, if if we look at a preseason thing, this game could have been like a game day pick. Oh yeah. You know what but I mean? But now, I mean, it's a who can outlast the other one. Yeah, so I personally, I'm going to go with Clemson, 28-24. I think Clemson covers the spread. I do think Miami keeps it close at the end. But I think okay. Clemson is going to be up like 21-7 to at one point, and they're just going to put the – they're going to give Will Shipley the ball yeah. for the rest of the game. All right. We're going to move on to so your final team. game. To your favorite team. Oh, my favorite team? I feel like you're, you love talking about USC. I, I don't like talking about USC. I have to defend <laughs> America for what you try to defend USC on. Okay. Okay. So I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. But Utah comes in. This is another big ranked on ranked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check real quick where Utah's This ranked. should be game day. This is not going to be game day. <laughs> no. Utah ranked 14th in the country. USC 18th in the country. Mm-hmm. USC coming off a... Horrendous loss at Notre Dame. Yep. Where Dylan will be wearing a Notre Dame shirt next episode. Mm-hmm. A Utah, who is still without their starting quarterback, Cam Rising, this year. He has not played a game. Is expected not to play again this week. Comes in 5-1. and one. They shut down. Uh, crap. I, just told, I wasn't even watching the game last week for Utah. I apologize. Cal. They played Cal last week. One yeah, by 20. Well, my 20. Listen, hey, listen, you know. I don't blame you, man. Busy guy, busy guy. There's and a I lot better this... things to do than watch Utah play football. Well, you, listen, I I actually had to pull it up here. Um, listen, Utah, 5-1. and one. They go to L.A. to play mm-hmm. USC, USC back at home. Yep. And I look at it like this. If Utah is able to run the football. Mm-hmm. They have to run the football well enough against USC to keep that offense off the field. This is one of those spots where when you don't have your starting quarterback, you've got to be able to find ways to limit the other team that has a really good offense. Yeah. And I think that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to do what they did probably against like UCLA or Florida Mm -hmm. and just hit a big shot here or there and then run the ball and play really good defense. And, they play awesome defense. They are mm-hmm. number one in the country in third down defense. Yeah. They are up there in total defense just alone. Here, I'm going to find it real quick here. Oh, and I should. This is just not good preparation on my part. Scoring no, defense. Can... Fifth in the country in scoring defense with mm-hmm. 12 points a game. Yeah. USC second in the country in scoring offense at 47 points a game. If we look at what these two teams have happened last year, 
Utah, 47 to 24, they won. Mm-hmm. And they also beat them 43 to 42. But I'm just thinking it like that. If you're able to run the football well against the USC defense that ranks 85th in the country in rushing defense and 91st yeah. in passing yards, and you rank 48th in the run deep and rushing offense, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. The issue is Utah doesn't do doesn't throw the ball very well. They rank 125th in passing yards. They throw for 150 yards a game. They don't throw the ball effectively very well and, at all. Uh, really, no, I mean that's no. yeah. Uh, but I do like how Utah doesn't turn the ball over though. They're eighth in the country in that yeah. department offensively. Mm-hmm. They don't throw the ball over. Vice versa, USC, who was really good at it last year, isn't good at it this year. They're 101st yeah. in the country in turnovers. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to protect the football, hit a deep player here, hit a deep play here or there, and just run the ball effectively well, I think they're going to be fine. I I trust the defense. The defense is going to be fine. Okay. The defense is going to be able to get after USC. Mm-hmm. USC's all O-line stinks. They stink, okay? Yeah. And Utah ranks sixth in the country in sacks mm-hmm. defensively. First in the country in third downs, like I said. Yeah. Third down and first down. Third in the country and first downs allowed. 44th in passing yards, second in rushing yards, 19th in yards per play, and sixth in red zone efficiency. USC is not good in the red zone either, by the way. Yeah, USC, that's their biggest weakness. Is their 118th offensively or defensively in the red zone. So if Utah can get down to the red zone, they might, they'll probably score. Yeah. Offensively, though, USC is 26, so it's good on good there. I'm telling you, if they're able to limit, if they're able to do what they Notre Dame did and force turnovers, they're going to win. Yeah. Now, I'm going to stop here because I don't think they're going to be able to win just purely on the fact that they have no offense. I mean, if you Notre Dame didn't do anything special on offense last week. No, they, but USC They forced played, turnovers. USC played the worst offensive game they have. They turned the ball Riley over and coach. they turned the ball over. And now you're playing against a team that a defense that statistically mm-hmm. is better. Yeah, but I don't think USC is going to make any of those mistakes again. They're going to wash everything. You think? I think I think USC is going to just they're going to come out, they're going to win. It will be close just because USC's defense is going to end up giving up a decent amount of points because that's just what they do. But I don't think they're going to give up points because of run. Like Utah's not going to pass the ball, so their drives are going to take forever. So they're not going to they're going to lose opportunities because they can't score quick enough. Yeah. That's why I think it's going to be the biggest problem is I think if they had any better quarterback, I think they could beat USC this week. I legitimately do. But I think just because they're, they're handicapped there. Yeah. Like they're, they're just, you know, like they, they, they're the, any drive they do is going to take forever. It's well, they're going to kill clock and keep Williams off the field then. Yeah, but, but USC is going to be able to score right away. You know what I mean? If, well, if, I, I, I don't know about that. I think they can. That's the thing is I think well, they can. I, I think going after last week, because they played a horrible game last week, they're probably spending the hardest week of practice ever making no. sure they can't turn over the ball. Well, Riley doesn't do that. They, they Okay, okay. They don't. I think of it like this. You either yeah. look how I just said it, and it is a Utah, like, 21 to 20 win, or it's a USC 38 to, like, 10 win. You yeah, know what I mean, you could have one of those ways, right? Yeah, like I said, like Utah wins 24 to 21 20, or it's like 20, 20, 27 to 27 to 23, or something like crazy <laughs> like that. I, I just, I like Utah. If we're playing by defenses, I'm just going to lean Utah's defense. And I think that Utah's defense, kind of something that where Florida State's going to be able to take care of Duke, I think Utah yeah. is going to be able to take advantage of doing just enough on offense and playing really good defense that they're going to keep you USC in check. And when you keep teams that you should be in the game, typically bad things happen. And that's why yeah. I'm going to take the Utes to win this outright. I would take them to cover. I'll take them outright to win. Mm-hmm. So when I'll take 27 to 23. I, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> I think I, I think USC wins. I just think that without a quarterback for Utah, they, they're just handicapped for me. They, yeah. There's there's a limit to what they can do. I mean, if you look at their games, 
they haven't really played a lot of good quarterbacks this year. I mean, the best quarterback they played is Graham Mertz. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, say what you will about Graham uh, Heisman Mertz, but, you know, he's not exactly a superstar, right? Mm-hmm. USC, Utah has won the last three matchups. Yeah. And I think this game was circled before the season started for USC. I think this is a game they went into the season that they need to win. They get them at home. Yeah. They get, you know, every kind of advantage you would want, I think they have in this game. So I am leaning USC. I'm going to take USC 38-28. All right. Good enough right there. Yeah. We will move on to a good section now called Upset Alert. Once we wrap up here, we have this and Best Bets. Upset Mm -hmm. Alert. I got a couple games here, and we're just going to decide which game, which team's on Upset Alert. South Carolina's at Missouri. Missouri is a seven-point favorite. Oklahoma State's at West Virginia. West Virginia's a minus three-and-a-half. Air Force is at Navy, minus ten-and-a-half. Air Force's favorite. Texas is at Houston at 23-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss is at Auburn, is and Ole Miss is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Dylan, which team is likely not likely to cover that line, and which yeah. team is likely to be upset this week? So I think um... – Texas is least likely to cover the 23 and a half point spread because that's a big spread for a road game. Like that's yeah. not an easy one. Um, however, I think the most likely upset will be Oklahoma State over West Virginia. Oklahoma State's been hitting their stride recently. They've been looking pretty good the last couple weeks. Yep. I think um, West Virginia has a decent squad, but this is one of their big real matchups before they play like you know they go down to orlando to play ucf you know i think yeah i think oklahoma state to upset west virginia i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna take auburn to keep that game against old miss and check at six mm-hmm. and a half i think being it's a night game at auburn which are always crazy and yeah. old, i just old miss's defense are they gonna be able to I mean, maybe Auburn has some success. I'm just strictly guessing right there. Yeah. The one I like the most, I think either... I like Missouri in the seven at home to get their... Not only win, but I think they win by at least 10 to 12. Missouri? Yeah. What happened last week, South Carolina, their coach broke their foot, kicking a Gatorade (laughs) cooler. Um, And then, you know, Uh. you... (laughs) <laughs> right and then you uh what am i thinking then you blow a 10 point lead with nine minutes to go in the fourth mm-hmm. against florida where you had that game i just you have now you got to go to columbia to take on missouri who's just finding ways to win mm-hmm. and i like missouri i think seven i think they're able to cover that number yeah so, i think i think that's fair all right we're gonna finish out here with best bets mm-hmm. we're 14 13 and one this year when it comes to betting, we had three and two last week. I have five here, and we'll see how they do this week. Mm-hmm. Some of these I may not personally put money on, but I think yeah. they're good numbers. If you think betting is cool, here mm-hmm. you go. Alabama, Tennessee, I like the under 48 and a half. Yeah. South Carolina, Miss South Carolina, Missouri, I like the over 60. Because I just don't like Missouri's defense, but I think yeah. they're able to pull away. But South Carolina, I think, is going to score some points. Michigan, I love Michigan at – I mean, they're stealing signs, and now mm-hmm. you get to take on their little brother, you know, <laughs> at Michigan's, Michigan State. Yeah. I like him. Minus 24. Mm-hmm. Miami, I, I mean, listen, this is strictly Miami business. Miami plus yeah. three. If anything, even if they lose, I think they cover that number or at least mm-hmm. push it. Oregon, minus 20. They get, they're back at home after that tough loss where I think they really – should have won. Yeah. Now you get Washington State, who has been reeling the last couple weeks after starting so good. They get him at home, minus 20, and they're wearing the throwbacks. So hammer the duckies there yeah. and quack along as they win. Mm-hmm. So those five right there, yeah. Alabama. I think Alabama. I agree with all of them, but Miami. Well, <laughs> you know, be my listen. This is why we're here to disagree. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so. We actually got through a pretty good time this 
this week. Yeah, I know, right? For a second there, when we were talking about that first game, I was like, oh, man, this one might go on for a while. Ah, listen, we cruised right into the hour mark yeah. here, so good job on us. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a great job for you guys if you just subscribe. Yep. Watch us along. Watch along on YouTube. Listen on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Remember, sp- hit that subscribe button. Too many of you guys are watching without subscribing. Yeah. Subscribe. It's just right there. Hit that hit that big old subscribe button and hit that thumbs up as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we send uh, everyone out happy, Dylan, any last thoughts? Um, Go Knowles. Go Knowles. There you go. <laughs> High on the Knowles this week. Yes. Enjoy all the action. Mm-hmm. It's going to be another great week of football. Yes. We'll see you on Tuesday. Peace out. See you guys.